the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show on this fine Monday. I hope that you had a good weekend. The sun came out, and uh, I think it's still out out there anyway, uh, maybe just a little bit anyway. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be here with you. The number is 888-528-2557. You know, this weekend was the anniversary of the Dobbs decision that reversed Roe versus Wade, and there's a lot of conversation in politics and where do we go legally and those kinds of decisions. But when you peel all that away, when you remove the politics, when you remove the different arguments that people have and you get down to it personally, you know, somebody once said, and I think it's a cliche now, that everybody you know is dealing with some kind of battle that you don't know anything about. And I think all of us have stuff inside that most people or maybe nobody knows about. And, you know, that battle is everywhere you go. It's in your church. It's with people in your office, your school, your apartment complex, your neighbor's You know, people are dealing with all kinds of things, including the effects of abortion or even miscarriage and other things that are related. And you know what? That is something that I want to talk about today. And I have a guest with us. Her name is Tigra Little. She's the founder and president of No Longer Bound Abortion and Miscarriage Recovery Ministry, which provides a safe place for spiritual healing and deliverance through Jesus Christ to women and men who have been emotionally wounded by abortion and or uh, miscarriage. She's the author of a book called No Longer Bound, The Unborn Children. Tigra, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott, for having me here today. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you with me and here. Are you able to hear okay? I can hear you fine. Okay, yes, all right. thank you. And you know what? Uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, you know, Briefly, you have a ministry, and then I want to hear your story. I think that it fits uh, with many people. It that, does. Yeah, the ministry is called No Longer Bound. Yes, No Longer Bound Abortion and Miscarriage Recovery Ministry, founded in 2010. This is our 13th year. Hmm. And we have seen uh, 500 plus women and men who have gone through the pain, shame of abortion. And they're on the other side of their healing now, which is great. It's wonderful because oftentimes people think that men aren't impacted by abortion. And they are. For every woman, there's a man, right? That's right. So um, we have Bible studies, 14-week Bible studies, and also three-day weekend retreats here in Encino, as a matter of fact, and we're in partnership with several churches throughout the city for our Bible study programs, but that's what No Longer Bound is all about. I think it is so needed, and as I began, I I talked about how people carry things with them, and we should not assume, and I think we do sometimes for some reason, that people even that we're sitting next to in church, that they've never done anything wrong for some reason, or they have no wounds, and they have no nothing that they're dealing with, but they, they are. Well, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Scott, because when you look at the numbers, we're talking about one in three, one in four women who have had abortions. Yeah. So they're in our church. That's right. They're sitting next to us. They're in our communities. They're in our families. 
it's the silent secret. Yes. And women and men are suffering in silence. Mm. And if we know what the numbers are, particularly those of us who are on the other side of our healing, and I have such a deep spirit of discernment, I usually know the Holy Spirit leads Mm. me to talk with people that I have the unction for that possibly are carrying the pain of of abortion and our miscarriage. I think when you're sensitive to to yeah, that very. and the truth of the fact that people are carrying stuff. Yes, exactly. And an odd thing that even in church, we don't want to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We do have to. We do. Yeah. And and if, if people can't talk about it in the church, Pastor Scott, where are they supposed to That's talk right. about it? That's supposed to be our safe place. Yes. Right? Yep. So if it's a safe place, we should be be able to talk about anything. And for me, Pastor Scott, when I was 19 years old, I was a student at UCLA at the time. I got pregnant. I was raised in a Christian household. And I was scared because I was in college. I didn't want to be perceived as having sex outside of marriage. But there are consequences to the sins that we're involved in. And for me, it was abortion. Mm. I, um, I, I told my mom that I was pregnant and I asked her to take me to the abortion clinic. Mm. She didn't ask me any questions. She was just there to help me. She didn't know how to minister to me, Pastor Scott. She did the best that she could at that time. Mm. And I just remember walking into that abortion clinic into Planned Parenthood. And when I walked in, Pastor Scott, no one was in the waiting room. It was just me walking in as a patient. And so I I thought that was a little weird, but I went in and I had my ultrasound and not an ultrasound. I I had my, uh, well, it wasn't an ultrasound. um, And I wanted to see the baby. Mm. And I just remember the, I I wouldn't call her a nurse at the time at Planned Parenthood. She was just a worker there. And she snatched the ultrasound machine and she said, no, we don't do that here. Right. They won't show you. Which actually was my way of escape. I should have ushered myself out of there and I didn't. Hmm. And I went into the procedure room and I just remember the doctor coming in to perform the abortion procedure his face was covered up. The only thing I could see were his eyes. After the procedure was over, I went into the recovery room, if you will, which was really just a locker room. There were a slew of women in that locker room. Hmm. Now, remember, I told you when I walked in, the waiting room area was completely empty. Yeah. When I walked into the locker room, if you will, probably about 10 or 15 women were there wow. on a bench, and we all looked like zombies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let me, you know, um, you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Tigra Little. Yeah. Um, Tigra, so you are in there with all of these other women, and this is something that doesn't get shared a lot, but you said one out of four women have yes, been through this. absolutely. Right. One out of four. And that includes women in our churches, women at your workplace, people yep. that you know. It includes many people listening right now. If you mm-hmm. want to call and talk with Tigra, you can. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. So you were 19. I was 19 years old. Got back in the car with my mom on a silent ride home. Mm. Nothing was shared. Nothing was discussed. And Pastor Scott, this was a secret that I ultimately met met a wonderful man a year later. And I ultimately took that 
a man that I married and ultimately took this deep, dark secret into my marriage. Yeah. That I got married at 29 and I didn't share the secret, the deep, dark, dark secret with my husband until probably when I was 37, 38 years old. Wow. And it was because only because I couldn't have children. Hmm. We were trying. I had one miss. I had a miscarriage thereafter, a molar ectopic pregnancy, and then ultimately had a pregnancy-related cancer. Okay. And had to have a partial hysterectomy. And it was in that during that time, Pastor Scott, that I began to grieve for the first time. Not only the loss of not being able to carry a child ever again. But I began to grieve the loss for the first time of my miscarriage, of my not only my miscarried child, but my abortion yeah. and my aborted child. And I had to ultimately come to grips and share with my husband about my background with abortion. And this was 18 years later. It was 18 years later. And by now you'd been married how long? Mm, almost 10 years. About 10 years. Yeah. So that conversation, and I know there are people listening right now who need to have that conversation yeah. somewhere, but are terrified, you know, by how people would respond. How did it go? It went extremely well. I was nervous, and my husband happens to be uh, uh, an ordained pastor and a lo- and a lawyer. Hmm. It was. Um, I was nervous. Yeah. But because I had received counseling. My therapist shared with me, it's time to share with Mark, my husband. Mm -hmm. And I was so nervous when she was saying that. But at the same time, Pastor Scott, it was also time for me to have that one-on-one counseling session that I needed with my mom. Yeah. And to share with her. So there was healing with my mom. But when I shared it with Mark, he prayed over me, he laid hands on me, and he broke that heaviness Mm. that was on me. It was, we've had so many incredible times in our, in our marriage, but that was particularly a milestone in our marriage. Well, that's a moment where really deep down you learn things about each other that are true, that are deep, that are, that are as as personal as you can be. Absolutely. And you know, as you're saying that I'm thinking it's a a reflection of how Christ does know us, you know, and and it's why we have the image of the church being the bride and, and, uh, uh, Christ being the bridegroom. Exactly. And that's the perfect marriage. Absolutely. Um, you're listening to the pastor Scott show. My guest is Tigra little. She's the founder and director of no longer bound an abortion and miscarriage recovery ministry for women and men who have been suffering in silence with the pain and guilt and the shame of a past abortion or miscarriage. The number is 888-528-2557 if you would like to call and talk with Tigra. When you talked with your mom, how did that go? You said it was healing. It was healing. Yeah. My mom was in tears. We were mm. both in tears. Because she carried that with her she also. She did. She her knew. grandchild. Mm. That yeah, was that's right. the loss of her grandchild. Yeah. And she said, I knew the day would come when we would have to have this conversation, but I knew you would be the one to ultimately open that door so that we could talk about it. Mm. And we did. And there, I love my mom. We're so close. Yeah. That conversation, Pastor Scott, brought us even closer. Yeah. It did. It's authentic. Yeah. You know, and I think that with this subject, 
uh, and there's lots of others that are like this. Sure. We, we're not very authentic with each yeah. other or with our spouse. Yes. Sometimes we're not even authentic with the Lord, even though he knows. Yeah. We don't bring it up in our prayers either. Did you pray about it? Oh, yeah, I yeah. did. I did. Because what happened was when I had the partial hysterectomy and I, I, I sensed during that time that the Lord, there was a stripping. Mm. There was a stripping where... The Lord desired a closer relationship with me, and I desired a closer relationship with him. But I couldn't have that closeness, Pastor Scott, if I wasn't authentic with myself and with the others around me. Yeah. How how could I be so close to the Lord if I didn't have the closeness and authenticity with, with others? So I knew that ultimately that stripping, that taking away, of not being able to carry a child again. Mm-hmm. But but was that going to define me just because I could not carry a, carry a child? Yeah. And I had to ask myself that. I remember Bishop Ulmer asked me a question. He said, do you want to make a child or do you want to be a mother? Hmm. It's a great question. It stopped me. Yeah. And I said, wow, that's a... That's a real deep question. And I had to ask myself that. Is my identity tied to having a child, giving birth to a child? Or is my identity in Christ called to being a mom, however, however God sees fit with me becoming a mother? Yeah. And ultimately, he did, he did. He blessed us to become parents with adopting a child from Ethiopia. Okay, so you you guys took that step, we did. and you know, tell us about that. You and your husband. You tell your husband this, and he prays over you. Yes. Your relationship deepens. It does, and which is the way it's meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. With grace, and not everybody has that experience, yeah. right? Grace. You know, and we. But this is what grace is meant to be. It is. And sometimes they, don't, they have that experience later. Yeah. Right. Sometimes our initial response mm-hmm. to these things is mm-hmm. is not what we would want. Yes. But there's grace in that also. Whew. Yes, there was grace without any shaming, yeah. without any condemning. Mm. It was authentic grace. Yeah. And thereafter, Pastor Scott, we decided, okay, fine, we will try and go the surrogacy route, which is what we did. But ultimately, that, that wasn't working for us. And it was deep, deeply embedded in my soul, I believe, that I had a desire for Ethiopia. Hmm. And ultimately, we both had the same desire. I'll never forget, Pastor Scott, um, when we went to Ethiopia on a mission trip, and we were in the process of adopting a child that we met there who was three days old. And unfortunately, when we came back to the States, we, we got all of our paperwork in for the adoption, and she died six weeks late, six weeks later. Wow. Hmm. So the loss of the abortion, the grieving of that, the grieving of the miscarriage, the grieving of now adopting and having a child die there in Ethiopia was unbearable for yeah. me. I suffered depression unlike never before and a deep sense of hatred that I never thought that I would ever feel towards anyone before. Hmm. And I felt that towards the, the, um, the orphanage director hmm. because we were sending formula there for our daughter that we were adopting that he 
locked in the supply counter there at the um, adoption center because he went out of town. Hmm. It was a pretty bizarre story, but I had to, I had to really pray because of the way that I was feeling and the feelings that I had, hatred towards yeah. someone, and I'm calling myself a Christian, how right. could I have deep-seated hatred? But the Holy Spirit said to me, you will go back to Ethiopia, you will forgive the orphanage director, you will tell him that you're sorry, you will tell him that you love him as, you, as his sister in Christ. Pastor Scott, I did that with Mark. That was June when our daughter died. We went in December of that year, and he was. I, it was like I'm sitting across from you today. He was my brother that I was sitting across from. Hmm. All of us in tears, but there was a, a reuniting, a, a reuniting, a rekindling of spirits, if you will. There was so much healing during that exchange. Six months later, we got our first um, referral for our, our our child, who is now our son. You know, I think as we're we're listening to that, and if you want to call, my guest is Tigra Little, and you can call and join the conversation if you have any question or comment, 888-528-2557, and uh, she'll tell us about her, her ministry that's called No Longer Bound, and it's an abortion and miscarriage recovery ministry for women and men. You know, as you tell the story, there is so much here that you have gone through, mm-hmm. uh, you and then your husband later. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think as people hear this, they might be saying, I don't know if I would have the strength to forgive. I know. You know, um, but I think that it's helpful for people to hear that you're expressing, I hated the, this I person, did. right? Was... That there was, and I think people Ugh. hearing understand that. Yeah. It was real hatred yeah. that I didn't even know I was capable of ever feeling towards anyone. Yeah. Do you think that in your counseling with people, do people end up, you know, hating other people that they need to forgive along the way? The oh, abortion yeah. doctor or, or maybe the the uh, guy who's involved who, who forces the abortion. I mean, that's a big piece of it sometimes. There's all of that. Anger mm-hmm. is definitely one of the symptoms of abortion. Yeah. Anger, anxiety, depression, promiscuity, drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. you name it, the list is so long. And, you know, Pastor Scott, so many people carry the pain of abortion for so long. Yeah. We've, and, and miscarriage too. We've seen people anywhere between the age of 18 to 80. Mm. 18 to 80. Yeah. And and it's one of those th- those things when we're called to minister to others. Get your healing now. Live your life now. Live the best life that God has ordained for you to live instead of carrying this wound bondage mm. around for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. So the shame that people get stuck in, it's a trick of the enemy. Because he wants to see all of us bound. That's right. From everything that we think God will never forgive us from for. Because one one of the things, and this is key, people think that God can forgive them for everything else except for the pain and shame of abortion. Mm. Yeah, people do think that. They do. People hold that for a long, long time. But it's a trick of the enemy, Pastor yeah. Scott. It yeah, is. It is. And Jesus died on the cross for everything. He did. And he knew everything. about that. He knew Absolutely. he died for you knowing that that would be something you carried. 
He didn't say, I died for everybody in the world except you over right, there. Right, exactly. Right. But it's, it's, it's being able to minister to those, particularly in the body of Christ and outside of the body of Christ, that his word says that he came to set the captives free. Do mm. we believe that or not? Yes. He said to Bartimaeus, he asked him, do you want to be healed? Mm. Do you want to be healed? So I want to ask whomever is listening right now, Pastor Scott, do you want to be healed? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Mm. And if you are, now is the, t- is the time. If, if you have abortion or miscarriage in your past and you've, it's been gnawing at you, and now you're listening to this program, and, 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 and this is the topic this afternoon, do you not think that God has actually led you to listen today for a reason? Mm-hmm. He has. He has. Because it gnaws at you. It does. And it doesn't have to. And it doesn't have to. And that is such a, a powerful question. Do you yeah. want to Do be you healed? Do you want to be healed? And uh, there is grace and there is mercy. There are all these characteristics of the God who loves you, mm-hmm. who also knows everything that you did already. Absolutely. Right? It's not a secret to him. Yeah. He's there. And there is a path. We're going to take a little break here in just a minute. But when we come back, we'll talk about the ministry that you have for this. And I also want to talk to you about, you know, you know, what kinds of things that you would say to people that you know who have gone through this. So both for people who have dealt with abortion, but also people who, you know, as you said, one out of four. One time in our church we did uh, years ago, there was this... uh, I don't know, it was a, a thing that churches were doing. It's called cardboard testimonies. Oh, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, totally. And it was actually very powerful. Yes. People would write down whatever it was they That's were right. redeemed from uh, their <laughs> sins and stuff, and they'd right. come up with these pieces of cardboard, yeah. right? And, you know, in our church, the number of people who stood up and wrote abortion on that wow. cardboard was a lot. And I think it was the first time that it dawned on people, you know, that, hey, this is church people. This is. This is not some group of heathens somewhere, you know, or whatever it is that you want to. It was very personal. And that's what all of this is. It's personal to God. It is. Right. And uh, it's personal to, to each one of us. I'm glad you're listening today. If you want to join the conversation and talk to Tigra, the number is 888-528-2557. I got to take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll hear more about the No Longer Bound ministry with Tigra Little. Her website, by the way, is tigralittle.com, T-E-G-R-A, little.com. And uh, is that not right? No. It's www.nolongerboundministry.com. Dot org. Okay, no longer bound. I went to the other one. You but, went to the other. Yeah, one. all right. No okay. longer. Well, no longer bound ministry. No longer down, bound no longer ministry. Dot org. All right, we'll uh, share more about that as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. I was dating 16 years old and my girlfriend got pregnant. By the age of 13, I had my first abortion. Do I keep this baby or do I get rid of it? You've got to go to school. You've got to get a job. You don't get pregnant. Don't get pregnant. I won't get pregnant. And I got pregnant. And our mothers decided to protect us by getting together and having an abortion. My mom took me. My family didn't know. He took me to the clinic and, oh, God. And I had just let this complete stranger murder my baby. I survived it. 
and I went home. And I was thinking I was free. So I kind of carried that guilt. For so long I was angry, crying, bitter, resentment, the shame, low self-esteem, the depression, very depressed. So I hid off from people and stayed isolated. Feeling lonely, alcoholic. I was just angry. And anything set me off. Trying to convince myself that I was okay. Those are testimonies from so many people who have gone through abortion and men and women who have kept it to themselves for a long time, but have understood the grace and the mercy of God through a ministry called No Longer Bound. And you can uh, learn more about this uh, where our guest is Tigra Little. She is the uh, founder and president of No Longer Bound Ministry. It's no longer bound ministry.org is the website. And Tigra, thanks for staying with us. Thank you. You know, I think you hear those those comments, and uh, those are people from your, your ministry yes. who have found freedom in Christ because they were able to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What are some things, you know, as people listening, we have, and if you want to call and talk to Tigra, and the, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, many people listening, as we said before, one in four are yes. affected by abortion mm-hmm. um, personally. And that means three out of four know somebody who yes. is affected by That's abortion, right. who's had one or been a part of that. Um, what are some things that come out of the, the conversations um, with people who have been dealing with this? Well, people are really disappointed about how long they've been walking around carrying the guilt. Mm. For some people, it's 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, one of the, the, the things that, that has been most common, Pastor Scott, I would say out of the 500-plus people that we've seen through No Longer Bound, I would say 95% of women have some form of sexual abuse in their background. Hmm. No Longer Bound is the open door, although people are coming for abortion or miscarriage healing. It's oftentimes deeper than that. Yeah. And God gently brings them through the door for these two areas. But then as they begin, as we begin as a leadership team to drill down even further, there's molestation in the background. There's uh, some form of physical abuse in the background. Um, father wound, mother wound. Uh, the issues are deep. And it's wonderful because... Even though they're coming for this area of healing, our aftercare services then begin to help them for the other issues. Because you have to go back to, well, where did all this start? And oftentimes, if they come and feel comfortable and feel safe in Mm -hmm. the environment that we provide for them to deal with the abortion or the miscarriage, then they can certainly now deal with the other deeper issues too. Do you find that people have gone through these things um, generationally? Absolutely. It's generational. There have been several uh, men and women that have gone through our program who then feel healed enough to go back and because, and let me just say this, I believe that No Longer Bound is about 
healing our communities one trauma at a time. So we heal ourselves. We can then go back and heal our families, heal our communities, heal the state, heal the nation, hmm. hopefully heal, heal the world. That's right. But what, what is so profound, Pastor Scott, is having someone from having someone come in and get their healing and then go back and share it with either their parents or their, their, their siblings or a cousin, an aunt, uh, an uncle, and they also find out in their time of sharing that that person that they're sharing with also has abortion in their background. How common would you say that is, that uh, people go back and they share and they learn somebody mm. else is dealing with the same thing? It's very common. Hmm. It's very, very common. We've had one go back, you know, what's that saying? Each one go back and grab one, each one teach one. Right, right. And that's been beautiful because we've seen parents brought in by their children, you know, then a cousin's brought in, then an aunt and an uncle, they're brought in. And before you know it, you, you, we may have six people who have come from a family to receive their healing. That's powerful. Wow. That's powerful. Mm. And then that's how, when you think about it, that's how you end abortion in a family. Yes. People are healed. There's no way that they're going to go down this road ever again. They, they want to make sure that abortion never happens again in their bloodline. Mm. And they, they're going to make sure because people that need to be healed in the family are now healed. You know, as you say that, you, uh, you know, we live in a time where there's so much conversation about, you know, ending abortion legally, yeah. right, and all mm -hmm. of that. But probably where things are headed is it's going to be even more secret That's with right. uh, at-home abortions yeah, and the pill totally. and, and all of that. It's not going to have right. the clinic experience. Exactly. And what you are describing is a change of heart. Yes. And this is how you end abortion. It begins with a heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it begins with a heart because once the heart is changed, abortion, abortion becomes unthinkable. Hmm. But it's a heart change. That's right. It starts in the heart. That's right. It does. And it leads to community change, just as you said. It does. You know, that's the power of the gospel yes. and the grace that we've been talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. You're listening to the Pastor Scott mm -hmm. Show, and my guest is Tigra Little. She is the director and founder of a ministry called No Longer Bound Ministry. You can find it at no longer uh, NoLongerBoundMinistry.org. No if you'd like to call and talk with Tigra, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, we have a call from uh, Joanne in uh, Los Angeles. Joanne, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Yes, uh, you know what? My daughter had uh, an abortion, and I wanted to talk to her about it, and all of a sudden, um, well, she never talked about it really, but she doesn't want to talk about it. I can't get her to say anything. Yeah. I told her God could, could forgive her, but I don't know if I've made a plain to her. I don't know what to do about it, but it's in our way, and we're not talking. Yeah, uh, Joanne, and hold on for a second, because Tigra couldn't quite hear through the headset. So I'll repeat your question, okay? Uh, this is Joanne, okay. and she says that her daughter doesn't want to speak about the abortion that she had, and obviously Joanne knows about it. What can she do to, to start the conversation? Is there something that she can do, or what's, her, what's your advice for her? Joanne, thank you so much for having the courage to call. Yes, there is something that you can do. You've probably already started praying about how you can speak with your daughter, but what I would 
personally recommend is for you to um, buy some books for your daughter. As a matter of fact, if you uh, leave your name and contact information, mailing address, I will send you a free book, my book, my story that you can share with your daughter. I would also recommend perhaps uh, look researching and getting some videos so that your daughter, you can watch it with your daughter, people giving their testimonies. It's all about the testimonies, I believe, that will that God can use to ultimately minister to the heart and mind of that person who's hurting. Your daughter is hurting, Joanne, and she's just not ready to talk about it right now. And that's okay. Give her that space. Give her that space mm-hmm. to not say anything to you. But like I said, I think that you're sitting down with her and sharing some stories, maybe watching a few video testimonies with her could possibly do something, but the answer will come in prayer, Joanne. It will come in prayer. Yeah. Joanne, would you hold on? Just hold on the line and we'll get your uh, name and address so we can send you that book. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, so, So hold on. We'll get your information on there. You know, is I think for parents, parents, you know, we all, I have two boys, you know, and I try to find ways. One's 14 now, right? So we're expecting him to not talk to us for the next 10 years. But, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm trying to get in there as much as I can (laughs) before that day comes. Um, But I try to figure out clever ways to bring Mm -hmm. things up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works. Right. But I know it's not going to work one day. And I know there's going to be things that he's not going to want to talk to dad or mom Mm -hmm. about. And I think that that some of the most serious things and you know another layer of this and the shame that you've talked about is mm-hmm. um in your case your mom knew cuz she was yeah. part of that but it parents may not be the right person to start the conversation maybe not but um if 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 a person is involved or planted in a church already mm-hmm. to to be able to maybe go to someone who's over the women's ministry or even someone who's over the men's ministry or if there's there's a counseling ministry there. you got to find that safe place to have that conversation. Mm. There are safe people, believe it or not, that we can go to in the body of Christ. That's right. That's right. There They're are. there. Yeah, and that might be the, the, the best take for a, a parent or a sibling yes. or if, if you feel like there's a wall there that you're not going to be able to get over. Yes. Somebody else can have that conversation. Absolutely. Someone else can have that right? conversation. It's the healing that's important, not who yeah. who brings it up. It's the healing that's important, Pastor Scott, because we don't want to see anyone walking around for 30, 40, 50 years in bondage. That's right. We that's don't right. want to see that. Yeah. Are you able to stay one more segment? Yes. With us? Yes, I am. I am. All right. My guest is Tigra Little, and uh, she is the founder and director of No Longer Bound. You can find out more at nolongerboundministry.org. And this is a ministry for for people who have gone through abortion and miscarriage for both men and women. And uh, so many people listening, probably one out of four, have had an abortion uh, or have been through a part of that process. And uh, that means the rest of us know somebody. Yes. Uh, and maybe you don't know that you know somebody, mm-hmm. but you're going to have you're going to have that discovery. And what do you do? Maybe we'll talk about that when Absolutely. you come back is what what do I do when yes. I learn this? Um, about somebody that I know and love. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Tigra Little. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now 
at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Tigra Little. She's the founder and president of No Longer Bound Abortion and Miscarriage Recovery Ministry. And the website for that is nolongerboundministry.org, nolongerboundministry.org. If you have a question for Tigra, the number is 888-528-2557. You can call uh, now. Nikki in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, thank you. Um, I had a question. I, uh, I've, I've had an abortion, and um, I end up marrying the guy and then divorcing the guy. Um, my, I guess my question is the mourning process, because I know God has forgiven me. Um, for me, uh, it's complicated, like she said. Uh, I was about her age. Uh, my dad had passed. Uh, I'm a PK's kid. We never believed in that, but my husband's family, they seemed that was like their form of birth control. Yes. Uh, so I did it very reluctantly. I tried all kinds of avenues, calling the Catholic charities, and I was too young or too old for them to help. Uh, when I went, like she said, to the parent Planned Parenthood, there were protesters out there, and I asked, okay, so are you going to help? And then that silenced everybody. And then, like she said, I wanted to see the kid, and they were like, oh, they showed me this book, and oh, it's only this size, you know, and it really wasn't. I mean, I ended up picking a biology class and realized the actual size versus what they showed me, which was an absolute lie. Um, And so it impacted my marriage. I do have a daughter, um, but I, I, I guess my question is, because I know I'm forgiven, I guess my question is, um, if I feel forgiven, because I mourn, I'll I'll say, okay, that kid should be this age, and I named it yes. and everything, and I dedicated to God the, 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 the baby. Then I had these fears that, oh, my God, there was some clinic that, you know, they found out mm. they were doing other things, and they're like, oh, did they keep it alive? Is it a clone somewhere? I mean, just, you know, all of those things just overwhelmed me, kept me bound. Um, and I, I, I guess partly I got with my husband at the time because I left God. I became an absolute atheist. It wasn't, oh, I was hurting. I was temperate. No, I was an absolute atheist because of my dad dying. He was a pastor. He died of cancer. Long story short. So anyways, um, I mourn the child, not constantly, not every day. But like I'll know its age or when some other person is that age, you know, and so am I for I mean, I don't know if that is a, some subconscious of unforgiveness in myself hmm. to mourn it or is that normal? Thank you for calling in, Nikki. Thank you for calling to um, thank you for having the courage to call in first and foremost. First of all, grief is definitely part of the, um, it's it's a symptom of having had an abortion. So that's natural. Everything that you're feeling is natural. Let me ask you this question. Are you able to talk about abortion, your abortion with, with others, or is it something that you keep a silent secret? Uh, no, for, it depends on the person. <laughs> Okay. To be honest with you, it'll it'll actually depend on the person. Uh, if I feel I'm not a person that trusts very well. Okay. Um, so if I don't trust you, uh, put it this way: my daughter knows my entire life. She oh. knows my good, my bad, and my ugly. Well, that's my good. daughter. But I only have one child. Um, 
if other people talk, I'll just say, oh, I had three kids and, and they're dead. I see. I address it that way. Well, that's good that you are able to talk about it um, publicly or right. to, to others because that, that is an indicator, too, that you're not stuck in shame where you can no longer share it. Um, and, and you do know that God has definitely forgiven you. I sense that that you do know that. But, you know, going through abortion recovery, Bible study, um, a 14-week Bible study program, or a three-day retreat, it just takes you into, I think, a deeper level in the area of healing. And if that is something that you think that you need and that you would be open to, Nikki, since you're the first caller to talk about this, I'm no longer bound as willing to scholarship you. To, okay. to, to go on retreat as our gift to you today on KKLA. Um, you can just leave your contact information yeah. and I will contact you directly uh, to send you an application for the local, re- local retreat here in Encino. And we would love to get together with you. And you know what? You never know. God doesn't heal us just for ourselves, Nikki. He heals us so that we can be used to help others heal who are recovering from the same pain. So you never know if God is going to lead you to join this ministry. That's right. Nikki, I'm gonna put you on I'm gonna put you on hold okay. so you can leave that information with us, okay? Okay. All right, Nikki, thanks. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, thank you for calling. Uh this is Linda in LA. Linda, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. Go ahead, Linda. Paul, well, how are you doing, sir? I'm okay. Uh, we just have a couple of minutes left to uh, talk with uh, our guest. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind right now, like uh, the first abortion I had, I was young. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was still at home. I had five sisters under me and one brother. And my mother was very, very strict. And at that time, I, I just wasn't ready, um, you know, and then my mother was receiving aid, you know, the money mm-hmm. and um, food stamps. And, oh, man, she she really rolled on me real bad, said that God will never forgive me. I never have no children and on and on and on. And I say, maybe I'll say that was like in. 1970, so around now, uh, around 96, I had my son, which is 47 now. But in between that abortion, I had another one. And at that time, I was with my husband. He wasn't my husband then, but he was my boyfriend then. And we wasn't getting along. And we both agreed to abort the child, you know. And I was, I think I was like maybe, maybe about 20, 23, 22. Yeah. I already had my son, and he, he just wasn't ready. And then I found out years later, at the same time of me aborting that child, he had a child that was eight years old, which he never told me about. Yeah, Linda, we're almost out of time here, but uh, you've been carrying the grief of your abortions for a long time. Yes, I have, yeah. sir. 
What do we? What would you say, uh, Tigra? Linda, um, I, I I want to let you know that healing is available for you. Healing you. is available for you, my sister. You don't have to walk with um, just the grief. You don't you don't have to walk alone with what you're feeling. We can help you. We provide a safe place to help you without any shame, without any condemnation. Our team is filled with wounded healers, if you will, along with lay counselors, ordained pastors, um, licensed marriage and family therapists, and also psychologists that can come alongside you in this process. So what I would like for you to do is also leave your contact information so that we can reach out to you with an application for what we have forthcoming uh, in August, a Bible study, a 14-week Bible study, and then in October, a three-day retreat locally here in Encino. Yeah. Can you hold on, uh, Linda, and get that? We'll get your information if you'll hold on. Thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Thank Show. Thank you, Linda. Uh, Tigra, we just have a minute left, and um, I'm wondering if, you know, I know that there's a lot of listeners out there who uh, are are feeling multiple things. And uh, would you mind just saying a short prayer for them? Would you do that? Absolutely. Father God in heaven, we come before you this afternoon, thanking you first and foremost for your gift of life. Lord, we know that as far as the east is from the west, you have healed our wounds and you forgive our sins. Lord God, you remember them no more. Heavenly Father, there are people out there today. There's someone listening, several listeners who are impacted by abortion, and they feel like they're all alone. But Father God in heaven, you said that you will never leave us nor forsake us. I believe that it is ordained that everyone who is dealing with the pain, shame of abortion, you have led them to listen to this show today, and help is on the way. So I thank you, God, for what you have in store, that this time next year, they will be able to look back and say, you know what, I'm not the, sh- the same. So I thank you, Lord God, for what you have in store. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Tigra, um, I'm sorry that we're out of time, you know, wow. but uh, we'll have you back. I'd love All to right. be back. And thank you for your ministry. Oh, uh, Tigra Little is the founder and director of No Longer Bound Ministry. You can find the website at noLongerBoundMinistry.org. There's a lot of information on there for events and about healing, and I really encourage you to look at it right now, noLongerBoundMinistry.org. And her book is also called No Longer Bound. If you want to get that, you can get that uh, probably at the website and also at Amazon, wherever yes, you get your books. Yes, it's available at Amazon. No Longer Bound, The Unborn Children by Tigra Little. Tigra, thanks for being Thank on the Pastor so Scott much, Show. Thank you so much, Pastor Scott, for having right. me. Thank God you. bless you. God bless you, too. All right, we'll be back with Hour 2 as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.